0: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Mr. McHale's Manner of Mischief, Magic, and Mystery, the podcast where we talk about music, the occult, and just day-to-day life. I am your host, Andrew McHale, and welcome to the 6M Podcast. And we're back. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Mr. McHale's Manner of Mischief, Magic, and Mystery, aka the 6M Podcast, and welcome to episode 19. I hope you guys have been doing well and enjoying all of the previous episodes, and hopefully enjoying the ones to come. You may have guessed it by the silence around me. I am alone today. As you may have missed the memo that this is the week I'm doing the solo podcast, and then next week we're going to be joined by the Lizard again because we are still in a weird form of quarantine or lockdown. I don't know what to call it anymore. It just feels like a big blur uh, since March, and today is what, June 10th? 2020 so we still don't have any answers uh, or any clear answers as to what's going on but we'll get into a little bit of current events not too much but we're going to get into that in a little bit Uh, once we get this out of the way if you guys are enjoying this podcast please subscribe to the podcast uh, rate the podcast and if you can uh, comment on the podcast if you're listening on youtube That's right, we're on YouTube now. Pretty cool. Uh, And since we don't have any real sponsors for this show yet, you guys might have remembered, I am the singer-guitarist of Serpents US and the owner of True Media Music. And the show is thus sponsored by True Media. (laughs) Uh, The only announcements I have for you guys, if you may recall, Since Corona started, we haven't really been asking people to buy merch or anything like that, uh, out of respect for everybody's financial situations right now. So the only thing I'm going to ask is that you guys, if you haven't already, follow us on Spotify at SerpentsUS, and if you missed it, I also started a new vlog series via the Serpents YouTube page. Uh, I've been going over certain songs uh, track by track on the YouTube page. So if you guys are interested in that and want to just watch some vlogs, I guess, please subscribe to the Serpents YouTube. You can find us at We Are Serpents. And then as always, if you guys are digging what I'm doing here, support us, not monetarily if you can't, uh, simply by going to Facebook at Facebook.com slash We Are Serpents, Instagram.com slash Serpents Twitter.com slash We Are Serpents. And if you really want some merch or CDs, you can head to We And then if you're just all out, just overwhelmed by all this information, you can head to We Are com. Okay, cool. Uh, Another Serpents-related thing, Uh, one final announcement before we dive into today's juicy show. Uh, I'm playing around with the idea of basically starting up a print-on-demand Serpents merch store. Uh, I noticed that a lot of you have wanted uh, different sizes in Serpents merch. You want different items, Like some people have asked me for face masks or posters that aren't vinyl posters or even like bags or whatever. And I've been doing a little researching and I found out about print-on-demand websites like uh, Shopify or Printable or anything like that. So if you guys are really interested in like bigger sizes or different merch items with the same design uh, or anything kind of niche niche. I don't know. Uh, please comment on this podcast, wherever you're listening to this and let me know if that's something you guys are interested in. And if you have any leads on like an awesome print on demand store, please let me know. I am open to suggestions at this point, but, uh, Speaking on just my behalf, I would really like a Serpent's like coffee mug. You know? Something with like, maybe like a black coffee mug with like the Serpent's logo. I don't know. So that's it for the announcements. And we're going to head right into the subject matter for this episode. Um, A lot of things have happened since the last episode. You may have noticed. You might have not. Uh, I didn't release an episode last week because of all the craziness that's happening right now. Uh, Looting, rioting on the streets, people at each other's throats, coronavirus going up, going down, going back up. Uh, (laughs) What is is it? Uh, Martial law kind of, sort of getting enabled. I mean, the other day, like, I was literally, like, I think I was about to record the podcast. Oh yeah, the other day I was in the my studio and all of a sudden I'm hearing all this honking and I'm like, what the hell's going on? Because usually, at least where I'm at, a lot of people are like honking to celebrate people's birthdays. And I was just like, Okay, whatever. Cause like every time I tried to record the podcast for you guys, something was happening. Like somebody started like mowing their lawn and shit and My studio isn't treated yet. So I'm like, okay, I'll wait for this. I'll wait for that. And then all of a sudden I'm hearing honking and I'm like, what the hell? And I go outside and there's a full-blown march happening like at the corner of my street, like a house down from me. And I'm like, whoa. And then I thought about it. I was like, man, how cool is this? I'm witnessing history being made, like a bunch of people yelling about equality and angry and just they're heading to the police station downtown and it was just like really inspiring to watch because to be honest with you guys i've been pretty down i guess um my mental health has basically plummeted ever since ever since corona and music basically stopped but it's gotten like substantially worse, um, subjecting myself to the constant, you know, arguing or the constant back and forth or the constant gotcha, whatever tweets and shit like that. And I'm, I've just been like super down and out, but then I stepped outside and I saw all those people protesting and marching and I was like, that's what's up, man. You know, people were honking, not at them, but with them. It was really cool to see, and I know that in some other cities or some other areas, it's not as pretty or uplifting as the scene that I saw. But, uh, you know, I was thankful to see such unity, uh, at least in my community. And it shows me and the world that people are starting to wake up and starting to get angry. About the injustices of the world, you know, that I've personally been singing about for years now. And as an artist or as a canary in the coal mine, uh, it's really, it's just really nice to see people are starting to get the message and starting to understand their true role as a. You know, human entity on this planet. And, uh, you know, it had me thinking. Uh, These current events are somewhat reminiscent of the path that I had taken whilst writing the most recent album, uh, Temet Nose, by Serpents U.S. And I wrote that album... Uh, with a process called method writing, which I'll talk about in a little bit here. And it was overall an alchemical process. It was a exercise in obtaining the philosopher's stone or uh, practicing uh, the great work, so to speak. And to see that society, not only in America, but to see that the world after Corona, after these protests, after, you know, everything that's going on, is starting to transmutate and is trying to transcend or transcend uh, the old spirit, the old form, uh, shedding of its skin, so to speak. It really reminds me of the process of this most recent album, and I'll tell you why. So, just to back up so you understand, method writing is akin to the same thing that actors do when they say that they're method acting. They dive into a character, or whatever, they get a role for a movie, and then they basically put themselves in a position where they live out Uh, life as if they were this character and a lot of actors do this i think leonardo dicaprio does it uh, what's his face i don't remember Uh, i know a great great uh explanation but method writing is the same thing except for i'm just doing it and writing about it so to give you a little picture about how I transcended this old form or how I distilled and transmutated the old Andrew from, uh, I don't know, however many years ago, maybe 2016, 15. Um, I started writing the album in a bad place. I believe at the time, I was fresh out of a breakup uh, with a previous girlfriend. I was fresh out of uh, a contract with a band I had left, or the band I was in dissolved for a little bit, and I was left to my own devices, uh, basically with no plan ahead of me. And I was drowning not only in financial woes, but also in just the woes of being at home, you know, as a traveler, as a person that, you know, needs to be performing, entertaining, uh, enlightening people or whatever. I was basically dying a few years ago, five years ago, or four, four or five years ago. Basically, when I started writing the music for Timid No Say, and, um, you know, through this hate and negativity, I wrote the music for it. And then I said, I really don't want to write another album from a bad place. I want to write and also journal, basically, my. Getting out of this bad place, my transformation, because I knew, as with each Serpents album, I knew once I was done with this album, I was going to be anew. I was going to be uh, exercised, so to speak. And, you know, I decided to leave home for the millionth time. And I moved to Michigan, Grand Rapids, Michigan. And I moved with an idea in mind. I had the character for the album in place. So I listened to the music, I listened to the past two albums, and I said, okay, where are we going to move from here? Where, where, What is the progression from these two albums to this album? And I said, ah, perfect. I'm going to write about this certain character secretly. And we'll talk about that on the Serpents YouTube once we get to the the Temet-Nose section. So, with that in mind, I put out a basic plot of the album using alchemical references, using occult references, all pertaining to the path of transcendence. A journey, so to speak. And knowing how human nature usually is, I knew ahead of time, the problem points or the points of the uh, story where conflict is going to unfold. And uh, I basically had that in mind and went to Michigan with this plot in mind. However, what I didn't account for is chaos the chaos of life, the unexpected. While in Michigan, while I was living out this simple plot, I was met with death, uh, joy, love, even a little bit of war and betrayal, amongst other things. And not only did this take me by surprise, But the old Andrew had to write about this and go through it and come out on the other side anew. Such is the process of alchemy, turning lead into gold. So I walked in, you know, with a mission in mind, and such is life. I was met with things I did not account for. I was tested truly during this time and you could hear it and you can read it, uh, in the Temet No Say album, which I have out, I have spoken about numerous times as an practice of the great work as the alchemists call it. And it kind of reminds me of what society or humanity is going through. Uh, some may call it the Great Awakening. You know, in fact, I was on TikTok maybe six months ago, uh, sometime around the end of last year. And I kept seeing all these like, you know, woke, spiritual, you know, woke type people, you know, with the dreads and whatnot, and they were all talking about, oh, a great awakening is coming, make sure your chakras are aligned, and blah, 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 and I, you know, immediately was like, whatever, dude, like, I was just like, whatever, like, okay, I get it, we get it, but also, I was scrolling through TikTok recently, And those same people were like, it's happening. Did you guys remember what I said? It's happening. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, let me, let me dive into this. So then I Googled the great awakening, like 2020 or something. And then I saw a bunch of posts on like Reddit and some blog posts where they're like, a year ago they were talking about, and a great, a, a great awakening is coming in 2020. Be prepared for it. Things are changing as we enter the age of Aquarius and leave behind the ways of, or the era of Pisces. I'm not big into astrology. I do respect it in some forms, but, you know, again, I'm like, what the hell are they talking about? And... It really made me think, and that's this is what this podcast is about. It's about the Great Awakening, using the comparison of what I went through, the great work uh, whilst going through Nose's writing process. Now, society is facing some challenges that we've never seen before. Am I right? Such as the unexpected happenings during the Temenose period, as I spoke about. During these challenges, facing with these challenges, some people are starting to grow out of the old ways of worrying about themselves And starting to worry about us. They're starting to notice that we are all one. This is the beginning of the great work. You notice or you identify the calling. The great work beckons, so to speak. I think that's what's happening. I mean, you might disagree, and that's okay, but this podcast is my, I guess, way of trying to get this idea out of my skull, and, you know, I've done a little research on, you know, the Great Awakening, and listened to some YouTubers and read some comments about uh, what is what they think is going on, because again... I'm not of the new age kind of mindset, the new age spirituality. I'm more of like the occult esoteric uh, subscriber, you know, the old ways of navigating through society and realizing that, you know, as like there is no I, it is the essence of I, the whole, the all, And I'm seeing this in society. I'm seeing people going, we don't matter. It is the all. The crimes of today should not be, I guess, uh, forgiven or not forgiven. The crimes of today should not happen in the future. Which is the the process of letting go what doesn't serve us anymore you know things that don't serve us anymore are obviously racism tyrannical government even even the way prisons are formed or formulated prison reform should be on the docket for changing society in my opinion which is Also, I like the Temenose period, as I said earlier. The thing that didn't serve me was that past relationship. The thing that didn't serve me was being in that dead-end position. The thing that didn't serve me was staying at home. The The great work beckoned, and I listened, and I'm a different person because of it. And when you hear that calling, it's not because it's there. It's because you have opened your mind. You've opened your spirit to receiving the calling. Now, a lot of these new age people are calling it, you know, we're raising our vibrations. And some people, I think they had like a scientific term where like the world is. Suppose I mean, supposedly the world is uh, operating at a higher vibration per some measurement. I forgot what it's called. It's like Thompson or something, vibration, I don't know. But we're hearing it. We're hearing the calling because we've tuned in. It's kind of like um, Michio Kaiku, I think. I think that's how you say his name, where he said, you know, there are dimensions around us that we can't even comprehend, but we comprehend this dimension. And how does he compare that? It's basically like when you're listening to the radio, you're listening to one station. However, there are radio waves all around us. But we're only tuned into one station, yet there's many around us. That is what I think when people say we are raising our vibrations. And if you look, if you just look, as change is happening, okay, many people are resisting the change. Many people are fighting the change. That, in my mind, is what is causing this mass suffering. That, in my mind, this negativity that I am sometimes, you know, succumbed to, is of this low vibration. Negativity is scientifically of low vibration of energy this in my opinion is what is causing the suffering in the streets that you see today how do we get out of that how do we as a society get out of that how did I get out of my uh, resistance to change when I went to go write the album. You find the path of least resistance. What does that mean? The path of least resistance is the true path. It is your true calling. It is not the comfortable path. Now, it is apparent to me that the path of least resistance in society by people is of this new way of giving up what doesn't serve us anymore. We don't need it. It's giving us more resistance than we want. We don't need it anymore. And people are speaking out, and people are intense. They feel intense individually and collectively. Like I said in the podcast before, like I said in this podcast, I've been feeling down, I've been feeling miserable because I'm this the, these processes are intense. Alchemy, spiritual alchemy, uh, transcendence, it is not easy, guys. It is tough and it is intense and it is not pretty. It is often not pretty. As I was writing Temet Nose, I was suffering beyond belief. I have never felt the way I have felt. I have never danced with my own death as much as I have during that process, but I knew that was a part of the process. You look around you right now, You see people in the streets. You see people online. You see people everywhere crying aloud like newborns, crying in the streets. That is the pain of rebirth. That is the pain of birth in general. Me screaming those lyrics for the same thing. I made sure to write the lyrics and then later on sing the album because I wanted to convey that pain. I remembered the pain and I fucking went through it in my mind. And that's why I moved to Texas. That's why I moved away from Michigan. I moved to Texas and recorded the vocals in Texas, in Austin, away from the pain. But just reading those lyrics brought me back and it brought that pain out that's how I knew that this album for me was something different it made me feel all over again and that's when I knew hey job well done man this is what this is what society is going to do in my opinion how do we get through it how did i get through it I'm not saying that i'm perfect but how do we get there as a collective you have to identify that the mind is the problem ego is the problem whether a civilian police officer government official whatever The ego is the problem. You don't believe me? Read every fucking philosophical writing or occult writing there is. You have to shed the ego. You have to get rid of the I to become the all. Now, once you identify that the mind is the problem, you have to allow it to happen. You have to feel the pain. Feel it. You have to feel the pain, but, now here's the big if. You have to feel it, and you have to go through it on your own terms. Not because you got canceled. Not because someone fought with you on Facebook. Not because someone is telling you, you're an ist or you're an ism. You have to do it on your own terms, and that's what society needs to understand. You identify that the mind is the problem. Yes, you tell someone that their their thinking is wrong, or not even wrong. Their thinking needs to be reevaluated. You need to see what's happening here. But you cannot dictate to someone that they change overnight. Because guess what? They won't. And then they will have a sense of contempt for you and your ideals. Thus only birthing more opposition for us to deal with later on. Another thing you have to do. So to recap, identify the mind as the problem, the ego. Allow it to happen, okay? You feel the pain on your own terms. But another big thing that I see people doing wrong is you cannot be the victim. You are not supposed to be in a victim mindset, which As everyone is pointing fingers at each other, the other becomes a victim. Everyone is claiming to be a victim of the other's, I guess, mindset. You cannot be that. You cannot. Otherwise, you're just birthing more opposition later on. Another thing you have to do is once you've started this great work, once you've started this trans this uh, transformation, you cannot fold to the challenge. You cannot give up. Once you're halfway in, you're in, dude. It's either you give up and die or you become new. You become something else. Now, some people in certain mindsets believe that there's three levels of, I guess, uh, spiritual being. The first being a physical level. The second is of the spirit or even of the energy around us. And the third is a sense of holiness, which is what I felt after Temet Nose. I felt a sense of holiness after going through the spirit or the energies. But I started from the physical realm. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in the second part right now, whether you want to believe it or not. We are fighting with energies and we are fighting with the spirit. We are amidst a whirlwind of emotions. We are amidst chaos. We are amidst everybody pointing fingers at each other. And we're starting to get past that physical point. Point one. We're in point two. We got to fight to be... We have to continue the journey to get to point three, which is a sense of holiness, which will be difficult, as I have been saying. But how do you not fold? Easy. You have to get away from numbing yourself. You have to feel the pain. If going on social media is... Overwhelming or distracting or whatever, that's numbing your pain. That's numbing yourself. If anything, it's validating the negativity and the doubts in your mind because you're saying, oh, well, why should I do this? Because this person believes this and I should fight this person because of this belief or whatever. Get off. Go outside. Become one with yourself and of nature. I have am personally struggling with this aspect as well. But I'm reallocating some priorities in my life. And I am prioritizing the importance of feeling this pain and not numbing it. If sitting there watching a movie or watching binge watching your favorite TV shows or whatever is distracting, that's numbing your pain. If calling your favorite fling, I don't know if you would be because we're fucking in a pandemic right now, if calling your favorite fling for the night just to kind of get what you got to get done and both of you move onward, that's numbing your pain drinking, doing drugs, etc that's numbing your pain and that's that was the battle I had in Temet Nose. I did things to amplify my pain during the writing process. I often talk about experimenting with drugs, but none of them during that writing process were drugs that were like numbing. They intensified everything. That's why I went fucking crazy. I still probably am crazy. I don't know. A lot of you guys are probably listening to this going, whatever, dude. But gay, guess what? Know this. I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect at all. I have my issues. But every day, I feel the pain. And I realize I'm, I should not be the victim, and I i guess I don't fall to the challenge, and I do it on my terms. But I would not be cognizant if I didn't feel the pain. And that's partially why the album is called "Temenos,"e which is Latin for know thyself. That's what I did. That's what society is doing right now. We're honoring thyself. We're loving thyself. That's what we're doing. And I did this years ago. I'm doing it again and again and again because that's what I... That's what I've learned with occult uh, philosophy. You have to die a thousand deaths every day. Every day, you're shedding. You're supposed to shed a layer of skin, and you come with a new one. Every day, I still am learning this. I didn't. I'm not saying that after terminose everything was perfect. I'm a completely different person. No. Every day I'm working on it. That's what this podcast also is. I'm documenting a progression. I'm documenting uh, certain mindsets that I was in. And I'm letting you all see it. I'm opening the book of my life and letting you all point your fingers or sit in awe if you want. I'm putting myself out there to check myself. And there are others like me. And hopefully more will follow. Because guess what, guys? The more that do this work, the more that follow, the more that realize. All, you know, realize that the mind is the problem. The ego. They allow it to happen to them. They feel the pain. They say, I'm not a victim. On their own terms. They don't give up. And they don't numb themselves. All those things, if people start doing that, we will create a better collective. On our own terms. It's not going to happen overnight. It could be in 20, 25 years by the time people get a, get in line with each other. It It could take a while, and I'm okay with that. As long as we don't go back to the physical. That is what I sing about in a lot of my songs. I talk about, you know, government, or I talk about, organizations or businesses that make a living from beating us down so that we're looking at our feet all the time. Always thinking about right now, right here, right now, especially during a pandemic. Holy shit. Everything is right now, right now, right now. People fucking glossed over the SpaceX launch. They're not looking above. They're not looking Past the horizon, they're only seeing right here. What's in What's in front of my face? What's for? Ah, I'm gonna fucking you know. It's fucking crazy. But the more that do so, will create a better collective. However, you have to remember, your journey is your own. Yes, yes. When I was writing No Nose, I didn't phone a friend. I didn't, you know, uh, basically I came to terms that I started this and I'm going to end it on my own. Hence why I came in, you know, uh, made friends, made acquaintances, lovers, whatever you want to call it. But I always kept to myself. And in doing so, I knew I would have opposition. I knew people would fucking sneer and talk about me behind my back. Saying, oh, this guy thinks so much of himself. I knew that. And you have to be okay to take the hits. You have to be okay with that um, judgment. However, I became... A better person. I was happier with my life in the end. That's what you have to remember. Your journey is your own. Your journey has to be towards the path of least resistance. If you don't like your job, if you think your job is poisoning you, your mind, yourself, your purpose in this planet you have to choose otherwise if you're in a if you're in a relationship that is toxic or if you're in a relationship that doesn't serve you you have to go the other route if you have political ideas that don't serve you if you have just i don't know i I can't even explain it I can't explain it. Your journey is your own. And once you take control of your journey, others will as well. And you also have to remember that everyone is starting at different points. But as long as they're starting, that's what matters that's why i said you need to let people do it on their own terms they might not see it now but if they see others that's the that's the way man is if they see others doing so they will follow suit and that goes for the opposite as well if they see others not doing shit They will follow suit. But they need to start. And you have to remember all of this with empathy. Because to be honest with you guys, what I'm seeing right now is everybody just everybody is just doing what we've done for ages and ages and ages and being being a Syrian or being of Middle Eastern descent, I just see the old uh, the old code back in action eye for an eye. You say this about me? I'll say this about you. You think of this idea as important? and I think this idea is important. Everyone is doing exactly what people have done ages and ages ago. But we have to evolve if we want to see a future. Otherwise, look to the history books. You know that age-old saying, history repeats itself? Yeah, it's still applicable. (laughs) Just because we have the internet doesn't mean that we're safe. And honestly, again, being of Assyrian descent, the empire crumbled, kind of just like how we're crumbling right now. The Assyrian empire was one of the biggest world powers in its day. Now people don't even remember it. And they don't remember their past, and you can't blame them. You can't blame these people. You can't blame everybody. I can't. I I can blame. I can't blame myself. I wasn't taught everything. All of the truth in school. People aren't taught the same things in school. Every every generation, it's a different thing. Different versions of our history. Different things we don't talk about but the same saying is said by all teachers well we're learning this because we want to avoid history repeating itself <laughs> as someone who's been to other countries in the world they have different versions of history it's not just us <laughs> they have different they literally have different versions of history that we were taught Which tells me our version probably was altered as well. But you have to seek the information. That's what serpents is all about, seeking this information. You have to be a seeker and initiate. That's why I call our fans or listeners initiates, because they've initiated. Their journey in seeking knowledge that was cast aside and cast out as taboo or hidden knowledge. Because, God forbid, people are enlightened or uh, informed. So then the church or the organizations based off of the church, aka the government, Stuff like that. If people were well informed or had more knowledge of the esoteric, then they would not need to be, or they would not need to be controlled. They would notice that the all is more important than the I, but they want everybody concentrating on the I. I need to go to heaven. I need to make money. I need this, I need that. All oh, as long as I pray, I'm okay. And I posted online the other day I said uh it was a Gandhi quote. I think it's a uh, an eye for an eye only makes everyone blind, which is what is happening slowly. Everybody's saying uh I say this because you said that or whatever. An eye for an eye. Guess what? Everybody sticks everybody keeps sticking to their guns. <laughs> everyone is everyone is just gonna remain blind, and then we're gonna go back to step one, the physical, only worrying about the here and now. All in all, guys, another thing, another reason why I call our listeners initiates is not only because they've started that journey of being initiated, enlightened, but as the leader of serpents and whatever, our job is to enlighten all. That want to listen. On the great work. And. Your job. Knowing what you know. Is of the same. And most likely. If you're listening to this podcast. You're a fan of the band. Or whatever. If not. That's okay. But all of my work resonates the same message. Granted, when I was younger, I played in bands. uh, A more primal version of myself. The physical version, if you want to go back to what I'm saying. But I realized through my years that my mission has become different. Uh, I was... My eyes were open to many secrets of the world and lessons that I had never took into consideration. And I decided that my job is to enlighten all of those that want to listen. And I think, now this is just me talking, but if any of this podcast so far has touched you in any way, I think with my tongue I have passed the torch to you to enlighten those around you on what is known to be as the Great Awakening in 2020. You have to be the missionary of this new church. Now, relax. I'm not talking about starting a cult. I'm talking about starting, not starting, but you have to be the voice of this new faith that society, not just me, I'm not starting this. This is not my idea, but If you look around, you do your research, look online, there is multiple sects, S-E-C-T-S, of people, quote-unquote, waking up. This is a new faith. This is a new religion. And it's the only religion I could get behind, to be honest. And everyone looking around and they're saying, this is about this or this is about that, guess what? And my my prediction is the next thing people are going to start talking about is they're going to want to, just like the old days, go after each other for their religions people are going to start saying, all religions matter. No, my religion matters. No, my religion matters. Just like people are saying, all lives matter. No, black lives matter. This and that. But people are forgetting all lives matter when black lives matter. The all Is there. I can't believe people don't see that. It's crazy. It's that eye for an eye shit. Has to stop. Because guess what? Your faith is going to be next. Hence why. I. Would rather put my cards on the table for this faith in humanity becoming something else, transforming, transcending the old ways, shedding its old, dirty skin. Otherwise, we're going to go back to saying, you know, we're going to go back to doing this for that. If you want all religions to matter, the spirit has to matter. This new faith has to matter as well. And that will save the need for any wars to come, religious-based wars, or whatever you want to call it. It's crazy that people don't see this. So yes, in case you're wondering, black lives fucking matter. Oh my, I can't believe people are like arguing about this. My God. (sighs) All in all, I think I've said all in all a million times, but after realizing this mission in life, Um, refocusing myself and realigning myself to align with the serpent's mission to enlighten and illuminate those in the dark. I'll be honest, I felt like an alien (laughs) ever since that album came out or ever since I wrote that album. But I'm hopeful that the world will catch up. Who knows? Maybe maybe our final form is of what we think of as aliens. We don't know. You don't know. I don't know. We don't even have to talk, really. We can just telepathically communicate. And if coronavirus is showing anything, I'm sure we're going to have to find other ways to fucking have sex with each other. I don't know. Maybe this is all leading to what we know to be as, like, an alien being. Who knows? I don't know. But I'm hopeful that the world will catch up eventually. So what can you do right now? Every day, recalibrate yourself. Realign yourself with your mission, with this mission, hopefully. And also remind yourself, and this was a great quote that I uh, stumbled upon. Remind yourself that what you resist will persist. Let me say that again what you resist will persist. Take a look around you. Seems to be a lot of resistance happening. Yes? Yes. If you don't let up, this will persist for generations and generations and generations. And so will the tyrannical foot to humanity's neck for all those generations to come. Just a thought, guys. (sighs) Just to wrap this up, because I think I've ranted for long enough. I didn't mean this to be a super serious podcast, but uh, I felt that this all needed to be said, or at least documented, for future sake. And if you guys are, I guess, if I made any sense whatsoever on this podcast, leave me a comment, say something, let's talk. <sighs> I mean, I already know where I stand and where my heart stands, but it would be nice to know that uh, some of you out there hear me and understand uh, what I'm talking about, you know? So, that about wraps it up for this week's episode of Mr. McHale's Manor of Mischief, Magic, and Mystery, the podcast, a.k.a. the 6M podcast. Uh, if you guys are digging this podcast, please feel free to subscribe, rate the podcast, and comment. If you want to talk, or if you want to ask some questions, or if you want to fucking yell at me, whatever the fuck you want to do, uh, head to facebook.com slash groups slash the6mpodcast. m podcast. is T-H-E-S-I-X-M podcast. Join our Facebook group, Let's fucking talk, let's conversate, uh, or let's, no, whatever. <laughs> My mind is burnt out. But yeah, man, let's talk, let's open up a dialogue, and I'm always looking for new uh, topics to cover on the podcast, so if you want to ask a question, you want me to make an episode about it, do it there. Head to our Facebook group and join our Facebook group. Other than that, guys, I wish you all well. I hope you guys take this information with an open mind and start to recalibrate and realign yourselves and take a look around you and see all the people or see all of those people or whatever. Take a look around you And see how many people out there are benefiting from your anguish, your pain, and misery. If you look on Twitter, you can see it right there, too. I guess. (laughs) All right, guys, take it easy, stay safe, and we'll talk to you next week.